0: Hi, hey friends. Thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 227 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading 2 Chronicles 9 through 12, as well as Psalm 73. Let's get going. The queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, so she came to test Solomon with difficult questions at Jerusalem, with a very large entourage with camels, bearing spices, gold in abundance, and precious stones. She came to Solomon and spoke with him about everything that was on her mind, so Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too difficult for Solomon to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba observed Solomon's wisdom, the palace he had built, The food at his table, his servants' residence, his attendants' service, and their attire, his cupbearers' and their attire, and the burnt offerings he offered at the Lord's temple, it all took her breath away. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your words and about your own wisdom is true. But I didn't believe their reports until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, I was not even told half of your great wisdom. You far exceed the report I heard. How happy are your men. How happy are these servants of yours who always stand in your presence, hearing your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord, your God. He delighted in you and put you on his throne as king for the Lord, your God, because your God loved Israel enough to establish them forever. He has set you up for them as king to carry out justice and righteousness. So she gave the king four and a half tons of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. There never were such spices as those the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In addition, Hiram's servants and Solomon's servants who brought gold from Ophir also brought algum wood and precious stones. The king made them made the algam wood into walkways for the Lord's temple and for the king's palace and into lyres and harps for the singers. Never before had anything like them been seen in the, in the land of Judah. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba her every desire Whatever she asked, far more than she had brought the king. Then she, along with her servants, returned to her own country. The weight of gold that came to Solomon annually was 25 tons, besides what was brought by the merchants and traders. All the Arabian kings and governors of the land also brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. Fifteen pounds of hammered gold went into each shield. He made 300 small shields of hammered gold. Seven and a half pounds of gold went into each shield. The king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a large ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps. There was a footstool covered in gold for the throne. Armrests on either side of the seat and two lions standing beside the armrest. Twelve lions were standing there on the six steps, one at each end. Nothing like it had ever been made in any other kingdom. All of King Solomon's drinking cups were gold. All of the utensils of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. There was no silver since it was considered as nothing in Solomon's time. For the king's ships kept going to Tarshish with Hiram's servants. And once every three years, the ships of Tarshish would arrive bearing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. What an interesting menagerie. (laughs) The king Solomon surpassed all the kings of the world in riches and wisdom. All the kings of the world wanted an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. Each of them would bring his own gift, items of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, and mules, as an annual tribute. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for horses and chariots and 12,000 horsemen. He stationed them in chariot cities, and with the king in Jerusalem, he ruled over all the kings from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines and as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as common in Jerusalem as stones and he made cedar as abundant as sycamore in the Judean foothills. They were bringing horses for Solomon from Egypt and from all the countries. The remaining events of Solomon's reign from beginning to end are written in the events of the prophet Nathan, the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, and the visions of the seer Ido concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat. "'Solomon reigned in in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. "'Solomon rested with with his fathers "'and was buried in the city of his father David. "'His son, Rehoboam, became king in his place. "'Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, "'for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. "'When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about it, "'for he was in Egypt where he had fled "'from King Solomon's presence,' Jeroboam returned from Egypt. So they summoned him. Then Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam. Your father made our yoke harsh. Therefore, lighten your father's harsh service for the heavy yoke he put on us, and he will serve you, and we will serve you. Rehoboam replied, return to me in three days. So the people left. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had attended his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, how do you advise me to respond to his people? Now listen. Oh. This is the result of a power trip. I'm telling you, just listen. If you're not familiar with the story, listen to this. They replied. So he's asking Solomon's advisors, how would you advise that I respond to these people? They respond, if you will be kind to this people and please them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him, and he consulted with the young men who had grown up with him, the ones attending him. He asked them, What message do you advise? We send back to this people who said to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us. Then the young men who had grown up with him told him, This is what you should say to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. This is what you should say to them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Now, therefore, my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, just as the king had ordered, saying, Return to me on the third day. Then the king answered them harshly. King Rehoboam rejected the elders' advice and spoke to them according to the young men's advice, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips. The king did not listen to the people because the turn of events came from God in order that the Lord might carry out his word that he had spoken through Ahijah, the Shilonite, to Rehoboam, son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king had not listened to them, the people answered the king, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. Israel, each to your tent. David, look after your own house now. So all Israel went to their tents, but as for the Israelites living in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadoram, who was in charge of the forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. However, King Rehoboam managed to get get into his chariot and flee to Jerusalem. Israel is in rebellion against the house of David until today. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mobilized the house of Judah and Benjamin, 180,000 fit young soldiers to fight against Israel to restore the reign to Rehoboam. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, Shemaiah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all Israel and Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people. This is what the Lord says. You are not to march up and fight against your brothers. Each of you return home for this incident has come from me. So they listened to what the Lord had said and turned back from going against Jeroboam. Rehoboam stayed in Jerusalem, and he fortified cities in Judah. He built up Bethlehem, Etam, Tekoa, Bethzer, Soko, Adullam, Gath, Marisha, Ziph, Adarim, Lachish, Azekah, Zora, Ajalon, and Hebron, which are fortified cities in Judah and in Benjamin. He strengthened their fortifications and put leaders in them with supplies of food, oil, and wine. He also put large shields and spears in each in every city to make them very strong. So Judah and Benjamin were his. The priests and Levites from all their regions throughout Israel took their stand with Rehoboam. For the Levites left their pasture lands and their possessions and went to Judah and Jerusalem. Because Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of the Lord. Jeroboam appointed his own priests for the high places, the goat demons, and the golden calves he had made. Interesting. Those from every tribe of Israel who had determined in their hearts to seek the Lord their God followed the Levites to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. So they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam, son of Solomon, for three years, because they walked in the ways of David and Solomon for three years. Rehoboam married Mahal, Mahalath, Mahalath, I don't know, daughter of David's son Jeremoth, and of Abihail, daughter of Jesse's son Eliab. She bore sons to him: Jeush, Shemariah, and Zeham. After her, he married Maacah daughter of Absalom. She bore Abijah, Atai, Ziza, and Shelamith to him. Rehoboam loved Maacah daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. He conquered, or he acquired. Sorry, he acquired eighteen wives and sixty concubines, and was the father of twenty-eight sons and sixty daughters. Goodness gracious. Rehoboam appointed Abijah son of Maacah as chief, leader among his brothers, attending to make him king. Rehoboam also showed discernment by dispersing some of his sons to all the regions of Judah and Benjamin and to all the fortified cities. He gave them plenty of provisions and sought many wives for them. When Rehoboam had established his sovereignty and royal power, he abandoned the law of the Lord and he and all Israel with him. Because they were unfaithful to the Lord in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem with 1,200 chariots, 60,000 cavalrymen, and countless people who came with him from Egypt, Libyans, Sukim, and Cushites. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah went to Rehoboam and the elders of Judah who were gathered at Jerusalem because of Shishak. He said to them, This is what the Lord says. You've abandoned me, therefore I've abandoned you to Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves and the Lord's message came to Shemeiah, they have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them, but will grant them a little deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. However, They will become his servants so that they may recognize the difference between serving me and serving the kingdoms of their lands. So King Shishak of Egypt went to war against Jerusalem. He seized the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace. He took everything. He took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and committed them into the care of the captains of the guards who protected the entrance to the king's palace. Whenever the king entered the Lord's temple, the guards would carry the shields and take them back to the armory. When Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord's anger turned away from him, and he did not destroy him completely. Besides that, conditions were good in Judah. King Rehoboam established his royal power in Jerusalem. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. The city of the Lord had chosen from all the tribes of Israel to put his name. Rehoboam's mother's name was Naamah, the Ammonite. Rehoboam did what was evil, because he did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. I like that he did not determine. Okay, I don't like that he didn't determine. i saying I like how that's worded. He did not determine in his heart to seek the Lord. Look, we have to make a choice. Spending time together in the word of God every day, um, taking time to pray, to worship God on our own outside of church, um, That's that has to be something we determine in ourselves to do. It's a commitment that we make. And, that, I mean, that's that's a big deal. <laughs> it's just, anyway, um. The events of Rehoboam's reign from beginning to end are written in the events of the prophet Shemaiah and of the seer Ido concerning genealogies. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout their reigns. Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. His son Abijah became king in his place. And now for Psalm 73. God is indeed good to Israel to the pure in heart. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. My steps nearly went astray. "'For I envied the arrogant. "'I saw the prosperity of the wicked. "'They have an easy time until they die, "'and their bodies are well fed. "'They are not in trouble like others. "'They are not afflicted like most people. "'Therefore, pride is their necklace, "'and violence covers them like a garment. "'Their eyes bulge out from fatness "'and their imaginations of their hearts run wild. "'They mock and they speak maliciously. "'They arrogantly threaten oppression. "'They set their mouths against heaven "'and their tongues strut across the earth.' "'Therefore, this people turn to them "'and drink in their their overflowing words. "'The wicked say, how can God know? "'Does the Most High know everything? "'Look at them, the wicked. "'They are always at ease and they increase their wealth. "'Did I purify my heart "'and wash my hands in innocence for nothing? "'For I am afflicted all day long "'and punished every morning. "'If I had decided to say these things aloud, "'I would have betrayed your people. "'When I tried to understand all this, "'it seemed hopeless until I entered God's sanctuary.' Catch that? Let me read that one again. When I tried to understand all this, it seemed hopeless until I entered God's sanctuary. Then I understood their destiny. Indeed, you put them in slippery places. You make them fall into ruin. How suddenly they become a desolation. They come to an end, swept away by terrors. Like one walking from like one waking from a dream, Lord, when arising, you will despise their image. When I became embittered and my innermost being was wounded, I was stupid and didn't understand. I was an unthinking animal toward you, yet I am always with you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me up in glory. Who do I have in heaven but you? And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Those far from you will certainly perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is my good. I've made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. That's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow for day 228 as we continue to read the Bible together every day. See you then.